This morning, I'm starting a series that I'm so excited about. It's a revelation the Lord has given me that will literally, it literally has changed my life. It's changed the life of our church. It's going to change your life. You're not going to be the victim. You're going to be the victor. You're not going to be the, the, the doormat. Let me tell you what. You're going to find yourself being the door that opens up the greater opportunity because of the position that God has for us. And it has everything to do with uh, our voice, our voice. I've called it voice activated. Now, you know, there's a program that came on many years ago called The, the, the Voice. And, uh, and that's what four judges that are sitting there with their chairs turned to the stage, uh, backs to the stage, because they didn't want to see uh, who it was. They didn't want to see their gender. They didn't want to see their race. They didn't want to see their age or any of that. They just wanted to listen to the clarity and the purity of a voice and make a judgment on the voice. So they would have their chairs uh, turned against backs to the stage, and then someone would come out. Sometimes it'd be a little kid. Sometimes it'd be a, an older person. You just didn't know, but they'd start singing. And the hope was, as they're singing, that they would, get, they would catch one of the ears or more of the judges, and the judges would hit their little button, and their chair would spin around, and they would claim them as their uh, coach. They would become their coach. And, you, and they got cameras in the backstage, and the backstage there where the family is sitting there saying, hit the button, hit the button, Adam, hit the button. You know, they want one of the judges to, to claim their loved one, uh, judging merely off of the voice. And uh, trying to say that the voice is, is what should be the center stage and not the performance or the person uh, so much as so. There's a lot of, there's a lot of truth in that. Uh, and, and, and I pray this morning that the Lord will give me clarity to help you understand this revelation. So we're not looking at the voice, we're looking at your voice. Your voice can turn around, your turnaround is voice activated. Uh, your breakthrough is voice activated. Let me tell you what, whatever the devil's bringing against you, the victory you have to come through that is voice activated. And I'm going to show you in the Word of God why that is true. In John 4 and 23... The Bible says, but the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. So Father God is desiring that we would worship Him in spirit and in truth. And so as He's talking about spirit, He's talking about a, a, an arena or a realm where we can't see it, we can't put our hands on it, and we can't touch it. So this morning, I want to, us to look at that. I want to kind of go behind the veil or on the other side of the veil uh, today. And so we're not going to be looking so much at the truth side because he said spirit and truth. Truth is the doctrine. It is the principles. It's the teaching. It's the structure. It's all that which we teach here and have here every, every week. But there's also the spirit side, which is that intangible side, which deals with the experience and the presence and the manifestation of that which is unseen that becomes seen, the supernatural side, the spirit side. So I kind of want to look at that. In Acts chapter 2, verse 2, the Bible says as they were gathered in the upper room, God is about ready to start His church, birth His church. Up to this time, the church has all been in type and shadow. Up to this time, everything has been prepared by the Lamb of God coming, that He was going to set up His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, and it would be called the ecclesia, the church. And, and this church was going to be birthed. And here in Acts chapter 2, uh, as setting up the scene and setting up the atmosphere, 
atmosphere for the birthing of his church on the day of Pentecost, which is next Sunday. Our anniversary is Pentecost Sunday, which is the anniversary for the global church of God uh, that started in Acts chapter 2. But he says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. I want us to do this uh, in sync, in t- together, and I want it to be like thunder. I want us to say, uh, and suddenly there came, when, I, when I'm reading this, and suddenly there came, when I say a sound, I want all of us to pitch in with our deep voice. A sound! Okay, we're, we're going to have a little drama class here. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Oh, that felt good. Let's do it again. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Hallelujah. I like that. Boy, you won't get the Pentecost rising up in me. Praise God. So, so I'm not here trying to exegete the scripture today and deal with the, uh, uh, the, the truth side as much. Not that we're going to neglect that, but I want us to look at the spiritual side of Christianity. Those, those areas that are not easy to understand. Uh, but they're real nonetheless, correct? Like laying hands on the sick and they shall recover. That, you, you really, you can't, you can't make that formula and, and it work in every situation at all. But when it does, you're like, wow, there's a, there's a manifest of power here that goes beyond me. Like miracles and angelic protection. You hear testimonies of angelic protection and knowing and discerning and prophesying and the moving of the Spirit. These are the things in the unseen realm, but they are real nonetheless. So we're looking at the things that are scriptural, but maybe not necessarily so concrete this morning. And the reason being is because this part of the Spirit, it moves and it has a flow. And the Bible says the Spirit comes and goes as the wind blows. You don't see it, you don't know where it's coming and where it goes, but that's how the Spirit of God moves. And, and, and in Acts 2 again, he says, and y'all do, y'all do what you, we practice now, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven. This thing suddenly, just a sound comes from heaven. And if you can hear it, then you can do, it, it can do something in your life. So your life is determined by the sounds over your life. The sounds have a, make a difference as to your future. You're leaving here this morning, going into this week, the sound that you hear and submit to and participate with is going to make a difference in this week that you're going into. You're not going into an unknown week that you're just a ping pong or a tennis ball and other factors are beating and paddling you around as it wills. You're going into a week that you can participate in bringing forth the manifest of the will of God on earth as it is in heaven, but you've got to learn how to cooperate with the sound and to participate with the sound because Sound has a way of affecting things. Did you know sound has the power to break glass? Did you know that? Even though it's unseen in the natural, your natural eye, you can't see sound, it can take something that you can see like glass and break it. And in the same way, sound can break open heavens. Hallelujah. It can break chains. It can break bondage. It can bring breakthrough, sound. That's why Jesus says, he who has ears, let him hear. We all have ears, but we've got to tune in to hear the sound that is coming from heaven. Because sound can break open the heavens that maybe stand between you and heaven's will for your life. 
We know Paul was called up to a third heaven and there he saw the very throne of God and all the grandeur and all that takes place in the third heaven. And we know that uh, there's a heaven that we look into that is not God's heaven. So there's a third heaven, there's our first heaven, but there's a second heaven, a mid-heaven. The Bible talks about there, there's an enemy in the mid-heavens where we do this warfare in the mid-heavens. So there, there could be evil uh, working from that mid-heaven trying to keep you out of the fulfillment and the blessing of God's heaven where God said, Jesus said, pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So God wants the will of heaven, his heaven, to be in our life. But the enemy's trying to stop that. But you can, you can break open that mid-heaven. You can, you can influence that mid-heaven by your voice. Your voice. I pray before we end here today, you will be made confident from God's Word that this is true. Because I want to show us today as Christians that if we understand that there is a sound that has the power to do things in the spirit realm, then we will, we will begin to confidently move in that direction. Did you know it is possible to speak a thing and create an opening where no opening was before? The Bible talks about that. Did you know it is possible for you to speak a thing to a moment where there is no moment and that moment becomes so? Simply because you said so. Life and death is in the power of your tongue, the Bible says. Blessings and curses is in the power of your tongue. So the sound from your lips changes things. Amen. Isn't that good to know? That you can make the right sound and get into the right atmosphere and link up with the right plan of God and see heaven come to earth. Hallelujah. So when we're talking about sound here, we're talking about a vibration in the air that stimulates the auditory nerves and produces the sensation of hearing. See, you think you hear a sound, but in reality, sound produces hearing. I want you to see the order of this. Sound produces hearing. It is sound that wakes up your ability to hear because sound is a vibration in the air that stimulates your auditory nerves and produces the sensation of hearing. So you hear, so you cannot hear if there is no sound. So what needs to come first? Sound. Sound. So we as people of faith need to learn how to make the right sound so that we can have the right hearing, so that we can receive the right plan of God for our life. See, a vibration is caused when something is moving back and forth, okay? So when we read Acts 2 and 2 with that sound that we were just declaring, you know, and suddenly there came a sound. Okay, boy, y'all got... And suddenly there came a sound. Hallelujah. Well, that sound is a vibration of back and forth. So you could say, and suddenly there came a moving back and forth from heaven. There's a vibration from heaven. Do you see this? It's going on right now. You can't see it, but it's real. Right before you right now, there's a vibration from God's heaven to this earth. There's a sound from heaven. And and we, we need to understand how to cooperate and to participate in that. See, we see biblical evidence that there's the capacity to have something moving or vibrating back and forth from heaven and earth that produces and stimulates our ability to hear. And if you can hear the sound, it will do something miraculous in your life. So we, I should have handed out Q-tips today. That would have been a good prop, okay? Everybody take Q-tips, but then I didn't want to see the after results, and I didn't want to take ushers going down the aisles collecting those, okay? 
so no Q-tips. But we need to clean out our ears and be able to hear the sound, tune in the sound. Because there's a vibrating that's going on, and, and in this vibrating from heaven to earth, there needs to be a cooperation and a movement with this movement of heaven from earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Jesus said. Pray like this. Jacob saw the heavens open. When the heaven was open, he saw angels ascending and descending. There's the, they're, they're up and down, that vibration that is taking place, that transfer, that movement, that, that vibration. And heaven and earth is declaring his glory and the glory of God wants as you cooperate with it wants to be manifest in your life I want to see the glory of God manifest in your body I want to see the glory of God manifested in your finances I want to see the glory of God manifested in your relationship I want to see the glory of God manifested in your home I want to see the glory of God manifested in your workplace I want to see the glory of God manifested in your mind I want to see the glory of God manifested in that you're coming and you're going I want you to go into the, uh, the grocery store and the glory of God manifested in the grocery store come on now I'm telling you what we're to be the light of the world and the earth and the salt of the earth. There needs to be a connection and a, a cooperation with something greater than us in order to accomplish this. A sound, a vibration, a moving back and forth in the air that stimulates the auditory nerve and produces the sensation of hearing. That air is the atmosphere. It's this elastic, invisible collection of gases that surround the earth. We call it our atmosphere. So it's invisible, but it's elastic. There's, it allows for movement in this atmosphere. I'm telling you, what we're living in is moving, ever-changing with us, but we are not at uh, its uh, uh, whim. That it can tell us. You can get to participating in so much that you can cooperate with the movement of God and get the God results and get God's plan and get God's anointing and get God's glory in and on your life. So a sound that back and forth in the atmosphere that stimulates your ability to hear what God is saying to you. And it also stimulates and gets the attention of God to listen to you when you make a sound in participation with this vibration, with this movement of sound. See, we must understand that we are in cooperation with what is already done in heaven. So if you were to see this sound, it, it, as Acts chapter 2 says, it comes from heaven. There was a sound came from heaven. So it comes from heaven. So it's bringing to us from heaven so that we have the opportunity to join in and take the upride, take the uplift of what heaven is bringing to us. So, that we, so a little boy can take his little lunch, as Pastor Rodrigo was talking about, and get into, get into the movement of what the heaven is bringing, and then a little boy's lunch feeds, what, 15, 20,000 people, and there's extra left over. That can't happen in the natural. That had to come from heaven. There is a laying hands on the sick, and, and they get healed. That can't happen. Your hand is, my hand is no different than your hand. But if you can get into the movement of what God is bringing from heaven to earth, and he tells us it comes as a sound. So there's that vibration, that movement of sound that we have to cooperate with. you got to get this now because I'm not talking to you, your reason today. I'm not talking to what you can see and you can sit here and parse and, 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 and diagram. And I'm not talking about that part of your brain. That, that's the truth part. But we also have to worship Him in spirit. In spirit and truth, right? We got the truth and we love the truth side, but we got to worship Him in spirit where there's a sensing of something and a discerning of something and a feeling of something uh, that, that, that it comes along with the truth of God. 
It is the sound He gives us. Did you know every one of you, look down at your hand, look down at your hand, you have a, you have a fingerprint, right? And if your fingerprints are on file, how many of your fingerprints are on file with the FBI? Don't, don't raise your hand. <laughs> okay, if your fingerprints are on file, you, one out of six billion people, could go in here and steal my podium here. You better not, okay? And you steal my podium, and they could come right where your fingerprints were, and they could take a picture of that and run it in through the file, and they would, your, your picture would pop up. That sad face when they booked you, picture would pop up. <laughs> okay. Because your fingerprint is unique to you. That's how God created you. But God also created you with a unique voice print. No one has your voice. You may can sound like someone else, but it is not identical to them because you have a unique voice print. Each and every one of you. It's unique to you. Amen? And your voice, when you speak, sends out a vibration, a movement back and forth into the atmosphere that, that stimulates the auditory nerves and causes something to be heard. Now, when we come together as a church, we have a voice collective, ecclesia, the church. We're called from our individual places to our corporate place to have a corporate voice, and that corporate voice has more power than our individual voice. So when a church makes a sound, it opens up deaf ears to hear what they would not have heard uh, had the church not made the sound. That's why when a church preaches on salvation, people get saved. When a church preaches on healing, people get saved. When a church preaches on the, the, that God rejoices when we come before Him singing and clapping and dancing, then you find the people start singing with joy and they clap and they dance because we respond to that corporate sound that comes from the church. So when joyful vibrations or movements between heaven and earth are, are, is coming, God's sending them into the church and we come in cooperation with them, then what we hear, we then experience. So what you're hearing here, you're supposed to take into this week. You hear what I'm saying? We're having, not that God doesn't speak to you individually, yes He does, but He has a plan that when we gather, He said, tarry, and tarry in that upper room, and then a sound came to them gathered together, and that sound then goes out. 3,000 are saved, and then they're added to the church daily, even to this day, thousands of years, 2,000 years later. Hallelujah. From a sound. And we're getting a sound. I pray all week for the right sound. I pray for the right words, but for the right sound, for the right atmosphere. I pray over our praise and worship team. I pray over our musicians. I pray over our singers. I pray over our greeters. I pray, pray over anyone that is uh, serving you anything out here, teachers and everything, because our sound we, we has to come in cooperation with the sound of heaven so that we have the atmosphere of heaven on earth here so that when you come in here, you're coming in and you're joining in with what God is doing so it can go home with you, go into your work and go into your life and make a heaven on earth difference yeah. hallelujah yeah. there is power in sound i believe that's why god gave us praise and worship i believe that's why god gave us promises to declare i believe that's why god wants us to make our confessions aloud i believe that's why god said you must speak to your mountain i can't speak to your mountain because your mountain will hear your voice print not my voice print i'll come there and he'll say shut up you have nothing to say here 
Who are you to be? Who are you? you? This isn't your mountain, but your mountain you can speak to with your voice, print. And let me tell you what, you can bring heaven to earth and move that mountain and cast it into the sea, the Bible said. The Bible says we're to decree a thing. We're to shout. We're to sing. We're to clap our hands. There's power in sound. God could have told us, I want you to come to me crawling on your bellies. Guess what? I'd be crawling on my bellies. I'd have dirtiest shirts that you've ever seen. Because if that's how God said, come to me, I'd be crawling on my belly. If God said, come to me by lighting candles, there'd be candles lit all over this place today. Because if that's what he said, do, that's how I would come to him. If God says, come to me by standing in the rain without a covering, with, I mean, drenched to the bone, I would be out in the rain, drenched to the bone. But that's not what he said. He said, I want you to come to me with joyful singing. I want you to come to me with music. I want you to come to me with celebration. I want you to come to me with clapping of hands. I want you to come to me with shouting. I want you to come to me with dancing. I want you to come with me playing instruments. Why did he do this? Because sound does something. Sound does something. Sound changes the way you hear a thing. Sound changes your capacity to hear a thing. Because your voice print affects the atmosphere. Have you ever said the right thing with the wrong tone of voice? Here recently, believe it or not, Pastor Radico's saying we're, not, we're human too, you know, just like everybody else. Well, so true. We're driving along, she's smiling, I'm smiling. And all of a sudden, I said something which was the right thing. It was factually true. It was just right. But undoubtedly, I said it in the wrong tone. And a cloud, you ever been out in a sunshiny day and all of a sudden it got dark? A cloud came up and changed the atmosphere. And I'm like, and I'm going through the truth side of it, okay? Well, what I said was true. It was true. But the spirit side of it, oh, that could be taken wrong. So I'm like, I didn't mean it that way. That's not what I meant. And I had to clear that thing up. You ever had to backpedal? Anybody here married? Anybody here got a best friend? Anybody in here got children? Anybody here got parents? You ever had to backpedal? And the, and the sun came right back out. Like, whoo, glory to God. Hallelujah. You can say the right thing with the wrong tongue. And because your sound vibrates the atmosphere and makes a difference in the invisible elastic surrounding around the person that you're talking to, by the time it gets from your mouth to their ear, they hear something different than what you're saying because of the sound and how it affects the atmosphere. So there's a capacity for people and nations of the earth to have their ears open based on the sounds that come out of the house of God. I believe that's one of our purposes of gathering once a week is so that we can get in the right atmosphere and have the right sound that we can come in cooperation with and go out there and not be as nasty as we would be if we had not come in here and come under the right sound. But if a church has a depressed sound, it's going to produce depressed people. If a church has a tired sound, it's going to produce tired people. If a church has a defeated sound, it's going to produce defeated people. You're not going to get tired, you're not going to get depressed, and you're not going to discourage, and you're not going to feel defeated in this house because the sound of this house is Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords, and He has given us the victory, and you are an overcomer, and you are more than a conqueror, and you are the head and not the tail, and you are above and not beneath and God's blessing you coming and going that is his word that is his promise that is who he is and that is what he has done and that is what he is doing hallelujah hallelujah 
I don't know if you've ever watched any of those old sitcoms before. Uh, they had laugh tracks and clap tracks. I don't know if you realize a lot of the laughing, if you'll listen to it, it's just repeat. It's laugh tracks and clap tracks that they play when they want you to laugh. And the reason they added those is because they weren't that funny. They just really weren't that funny. So they had to change the atmosphere, which opened it up for us to tap into a funny side of us that we don't normally tap into. And now it becomes funny what wouldn't have been funny because of the atmosphere of the laughing and the clapping, the sound that we hear. Wow. Exodus 28, 34 says, a golden bell and a pomegranate. A golden bell and a pomegranate. Can you imagine preaching on that? A golden bell and a pomegranate. A golden bell and a pomegranate. But put these upon the hem of the robe all around, and it shall be upon Aaron when he ministers, and, it, and its sound will be heard. So there's a sound of ministry he's talking about. And when he goes into the holy place before the Lord, and when he comes out, that he may not die. So, so listen to me now. There is a sound of ministry. There is a sound in the Spirit when someone is anointed to minister. And the reason God anoints them to minister is because every ministry has a sound and every minister has a sound. Now don't put this on Aaron alone and don't put this on me alone. The Bible tells us in the New Testament that where there, is a royal, there is a royal priesthood of each and every believer. So you have a ministry as I have a ministry. So we're not talking about just Pastor Tim or Aaron or someone like that. We're talking about every one of us we have to find the sound of our ministry. We have to put it on. Aaron had, they had to put it on the hem of his robe, a bell and a pomegranate, a bell and a pomegranate around his robe there. Now what in the world is that talking about? Well, it has a bell and the pomegranate and the bell and the pomegranate because a bell speaks of gifts and pomegranate speaks of fruit. So with the sound of ministry also has to carry with it the fruit. Now I don't know if you've ever met someone who tries to minister uh, under, the, under their ministry, but they don't have the fruit. Come on now. You can sing, but you're nasty. Have you ever met somebody like that? You can preach, but you have no integrity. You can witness on your job, but you're stealing copy paper. Okay? You can interpret people's dreams, but you're so full of pride and it's all about you. You have no fruit, then it causes you to hear a clanging sound. So now that ministry has a clanging sound and has no effectiveness. So rather than people being turned on to the things of heaven and turned on to God by the ministry of your life, they're turned off. You do more harm than good because you're not coming in cooperation with the vibration or the movement of the sound of heaven. Because the sound of heaven in its ups and downs is to be guarded with the fruit as well. That you've got you to walk what you talk. You've got to practice what you preach. Come on now. So there's this sound of ministry. And, and in those days, not many people wanted to be in the ministry because as Aaron went in, if things weren't right, and there was a clashing sound, they tied a rope to his ankle, he would die, and they'd have to drag him out. Can you imagine? Preach a sermon, and if it's not right, we're going to have to drag you out. Dead. Put a rope. I don't even want to touch you. I don't want to go up on the pulpit. We just tie a rope, and it's hanging there. And, and, and Caleb and Victor, they're holding on to the rope, and if I fall dead, they just drag me away because, boy, pastor didn't have it right today. Wow. So there had to be a balance of the sound with the fruit. Hallelujah. 
In Leviticus 25, it teaches us about jubilee, and jubilee is to be initiated by sound. So sound produced a vibration in the atmosphere, and it caused the people that would hear that sound of jubilee to be free. It would set the atmosphere that they could jump in. It's kind of like a jump rope. You know, you, gotta, you, you can jump in and be a part rather than being tripped up. You can be a part of what God is doing. I know it's a bad example, but, but, but you've got to come in sync with the, with the, the vibration of the, the sound of heaven. So there's a sound of ministry, but there's a sound of freedom as well. There's a sound of freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Leviticus 25 and 9, it says, You shall cause the trumpet of the Jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month. On the day of atonement, you shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land. So Jubilee came not because it was just a date for it. You didn't get it because it was the day. You could be on the tenth day of the seventh month, time for Jubilee, but you didn't get the Jubilee until you heard the sound. Because the sound brought from heaven to earth what God wanted to bring, Jubilee, freedom. So you had to hear the sound. So God had a priest set up at the tabernacle in the wilderness. There's millions of of tribesmen, 12 tribes, gathered around suburbs, going beyond suburbs, if you could could imagine it that way. And the trumpet, he would blow the trumpet, and they couldn't hear it, but for so so far. So there was another priest on each of the uh, areas that was set to where they could hear the trumpet so then they could come in tune with the sound. They couldn't play a different sound. It had to be the sound of Jubilee. So they're hearing the sound of Jubilee. And they, you ever make people learn to play by ear? I believe God wanted us to learn to play by ear for those true musicians because they, they can come in the vibe with what the sound is. And they can hear what the Spirit is doing. And they would hear the Spirit of God saying, It's the tenth day of the seventh month of the fiftieth year. It's time for Jubilee. All debts are canceled. Everybody's made free. The the first priest gets it going and they get, the, they get in sync with it and then they blow. because Just because it was the day and the trumpet sounded at the tabernacle, for those who couldn't hear the sound, they couldn't experience jubilee. So another priest would blow it so that it would go even further till it get to another priest and he would blow it till everybody would hear. And it said the sound had to go throughout all your land. Hallelujah. So you cannot proclaim liberty until the sound changes the atmosphere. You have family members that are in bondage. You have family members that don't serve God and what they need more than you coming at them and beating them over the head with the Bible and telling them the wages of sin is death and they're on their way to hell and every liar is going to be a fire and you're trying to get them that way. You need to see, wait a minute, I need to usher in the sound of heaven. I need to change the atmosphere. You need to put between your, your bells some pomegranate, some fruit, okay? And fruit is sweet. Come on now. And now we're going to change the atmosphere so that we are not, we can take a little boy's lunch now and feed a multitude because we're in connection with the miracle working power of God. Heaven is manifesting on earth. We, the church, cannot get away from reaching out and saying, God, we need heaven to manifest on earth. We need to pray daily, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We We cannot get away from our supernatural side, our spirit side, and just get bogged down in truth. Truth is good, and truth will set you free, but we must worship Him in spirit and truth. Hallelujah. Come on now. What I'm trying to say here is 
The sound is so important to God. So much so that in 1 Corinthians 15, 52, the Bible tells us that Christ's return at the last trumpet. His, la- his return, the rapture, is going to take place at the last trumpet. Now, a lot of people get mixed up with that, and they get in the book of Revelation, and they read about the seven trumpets blowing there, and there, you know, the tribulation has already taken place, and all this uh, terrible things are being poured out, and all this judgment is being poured out. And they say, I don't know, it's... Is the rapture take place before all that? You mean we got to go through that? Does it take place midway? Heard someone say last trumpet rapture. So we, some say mid-trib, some say uh, pre-trib, some say post-trib, the trib- tribulation. Some say last trumpet trib. And, and they really just got out of context. Because 1 uh, Corinthians 15, 52 is a jubilee context. It's not a judgment context, it's a jubilee context. So instead of those seven trumpets of judgment that are blowing in the book of Revelation in a jubilee context, it's until this last trumpet that we're just Leviticus 25, 9, until the last trumpet is heard so that they can, the atmosphere is changing, they can receive heaven on earth and in this case, from earth being raptured to heaven. So the wave of the sound actually is going to ride you up into heaven. You're going to meet Jesus in the clouds. The dead in Christ shall rise first and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up We're going to be caught up on the sound, caught up on the vibration of heaven, taking us in the unseen realm into the very presence of God. Hallelujah. It was in Joshua 6 and 4 where the Bible says they go into the promised land. There's this fortified Jericho, these walls that are so fortified. There's no way they're going to move into their promises. But God says, the seven priests, you shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. Before the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times. And the priest shall blow the trumpet. And it shall come to pass when they make the long blast with a ram's horn. And when you hear the sound. You see that? And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall what? Shout! What a great shout! Then they're participating. They're, They're coming in cooperation with the sound. And as they cooperate with the sound, guess what? The heavens manifest on the earth and what they could not do in their own strength, God takes the walls down and gives them the promises that they can just walk into. There is a sound of freedom and there is a sound that causes walls to fall. Do you hear me? I'm going to wrap it up on that one. There is a sound that causes walls to fall. There is a sound that comes from heaven that enters into what we are doing and when we hear it, when we hear it and then we respond, when we participate with that with a shout of praise and an amen in God, so be it. Let me tell you what, what God has said becomes reality in our midst. Now, we see this in the natural. A sports team always loves home team advantage. Why, they say? Because they have more fans. What does the fans do? Is it all about money and they're uh, uh, paying their entrance fee? No. They say when I, we hear our fans cheering, somehow it changes the atmosphere. And when that atmosphere changes, we get a... A, a momentum and an ability and a, and a stirring within us that we don't normally have and we tap into an inner strength that we don't realize and an inner genius we don't realize we have and we play better ball. And when the crowd says, defense, 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 man, the defense becomes an impenetrable wall. It changes the atmosphere. Now if that happens in the natural, can you imagine, they're just tapping in the natural what God has set up for the spiritual. There, we can change the atmosphere. 
It was Paul and Silas that were locked up in an inner prison cell, right? And at midnight hour, instead of setting up an atmosphere of whining and complaining and crying and, 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 and booing about all the negative they've experienced, the Bible says they changed the atmosphere. They begin to sing songs and sing hymns and they begin to praise God with a loud voice, the Bible says. So much so that all the prisoners heard them. And, and, and that Bible's pointing that out. It was loud. There's nothing wrong with us being loud. Come on, church. We don't want to be a dead church. We don't want to go and, 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 and continue death out here. We want to continue a life out here. Abundant life. So with a loud voice, they're singing and praising God and shouting. And guess what? They tapped into that sound from heaven, that vibration from heaven, and that vibration began to shake the foundation of the prison and the bars fell open and the chains fell off and the stocks fell off of their feet. Even to those who were around them, all all the prisoners were free because of what these two did. And that jailer who beat them and that jailer who had locked them up and that jailer who had spit upon them, now he's on his knees saying, what must I do to be saved? Me and my family. Let me tell you what. That changes the atmosphere. In Ephesians 6 and 12, it says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in high places. Does it not? So we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. That word wrestle is pale. It's the Greek word pale. You say, so what? Do you know what pale means? It means to vibrate. It means to vibrate. P-A-L-E. looks like pale, but it's spelled pale. I mean, it's pronounced pale in the Greek. And it, is, it means to vibrate. So where it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. We wrestle against principalities. How? It says we vibrate. We vibrate against principalities. Do you see the connection here? That this sound that comes from heaven that says, you are more than a conqueror. You are more than an overcomer. Yes, you are the head. Greater is He who is in you than He who is in the world. When you tap into that, now you go, you not against flesh and blood, but against these spirits, you begin to vibrate. You begin to say, you begin to participate. Say, I'm the head and not the tail. Devil, get thee behind me. I'm going to run you over a mountain. Get ye removed and cast into the sea. And it has to, uh, uh, it has to obey because heaven is now backing what you're saying. Hallelujah. See, the Bible does not say let the redeemed of the Lord nod their heads. If so, we would be the nod in His people. We'd be the church of the head nodders. It didn't say let the redeemed of the Lord smile and grin. We'd be the church of the grinners. Right? It didn't say let the redeemed of the Lord go, mm-hmm, because we'd be the best, mm-hmm, church in the world. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord what? Say so. You gotta say so. You gotta hear that you're redeemed. You gotta believe you gotta redeem. You gotta cooperate with the sound that you're redeemed. Then you gotta say you're redeemed. And the redemption of heaven becomes manifested in and through your lives. That's why you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. And you say with your mouth. Your believing sets you into righteousness, sets you into what God has said. And then when you get into what God has said over you, you confess Jesus is Lord and salvation sozo becomes yours. Hallelujah. There's a sound that causes walls to fall. 2 Samuel 5, 24, David wants to chase down the Philistines. He's had victory after victory, and the Philistines are coming against him, and he says, I'm going to put them in their place. I'm going to destroy them. And God says, no, David, 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 David. And David's ready to pounce upon them. He says, what's that, Lord? And the Lord says this to him, wait until you hear the sounds 
of the top of the mulberry trees. Hear the sounds of the tops of the mulberry trees. I mean, the King James Version says it this way. When you hear the sounds in the tops of the mulberry trees, bestir yourself. In other words, he said, I'm sending a sound. Wait till I get the sound there. Wait till I got it. And then you get to jump in on the sound. Jump in on the sound by stirring yourself up. So you come into the atmosphere of heaven rather than you trying to go out in your own strength. He says, and then you bestir, stir yourself up. Now, we know how to stir ourselves up in a negative way. Let's say we, we're going to have a confrontation with someone, and you get there and you say, I hope they say something and give them, I'm, I'm tell them, give them a piece of my mind. I hope they, I'm going to open my mouth. I'm not holding back. I'm going to tell them just what I think. You work yourself up for that. You need to learn to work yourself up for the victory that God has for you. So God tells David, he says, let it be that when thou hearest the sound of the going in the tops of the mulberry trees, then that thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee. Here's heaven coming out before you. He says, God's going to go before you and give you the victory. How many uh, battles have we fought without the Lord leading the way? How many things have we tried to do without the presence of the Lord going before us? We've got to learn to get into the atmosphere and the sound. He said, wait till you hear the sound. He said, I'll give the manifest at the top of the mulberry trees will start blowing by the wind of my spirit. That'll be your cue to step in. And when you step in, I'm already ahead of you and I'm going to give you the victory, David. Hallelujah. So sometimes you you got to do, when you come to church, you've got to, you've been fighting all week. I, I know, the devil don't give up. You've been fighting all week. You've been dealing with things all week. You've been struggling all week. But when we come together here, I love it. Because we hear the sound of the Spirit. We hear the sound of the Spirit. And when God's Word is, is coming forth, it stirs us up. We're ready to rise up. We're ready to go. We're ready to conquer. We're ready to step ahead. Amen. And, 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 and let me tell you what. Let God lead us the way. Lead us in the way. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm preaching this because I believe there are some things that God has already provided for us that are in heaven. But I'm reaching into the sound of heaven and bring in it here on earth so we who have ears to hear can hear and then we can cooperate with the sound of heaven and we can, let me tell you what, we can, we can see the supernatural miracles of God in our life. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. So Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, we all have ears and we can hear, but he says, if you have ears to hear, hear. He's talking about hearing what the Spirit of God is doing. Hearing the sound from heaven, Acts 2 and 2. On that day they were gathered there in the upper room. There came a mighty sound from heaven. There came a sound from heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm hearing a sound from heaven. I'm hearing a sound that God is saying, I'm sending, I'm sending the, the vibration, the, the, the angels ascending and descending that Jacob saw. He said, there's movement between heaven and earth. You're to pray that kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That movement of heaven comes to earth. He says, you've got you to open your ears and say, God, I want to be sensitive to hear the sound of your spirit. And what you say, spirit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to jump right in. Hallelujah. I'm going, to, I'm going to declare, I'm going to decree, I'm going to claim it, I'm going, to I'm going to speak it forth. I'm going to speak life and not death. I'm going to speak blessing and not curses. I'm going to speak it forth. Hallelujah. And I'm going to thank you for it. See, the greatest expression of faith is, is for us to thank Him before we see the manifest. How many of you have a tendency to put, uh, have a tantrum, a little 
kidsy attitude of, I'm, I'm mad at you, God, because things haven't worked out the way you wanted them to work out. We all have. Let me tell you what, that's not going to get you anything. You go on strike if you want. God let you starve to death. He'll let you starve to death. You think you're going to twist his arm? He said, I've given you. It's already flowing. It's already finished. Jesus said it's finished. The healing is flowing. The prosperity is flowing. The blessings are flowing. The joy is flowing. The liberty is flowing. The, the breakthrough is flowing. He says it's flowing. What you got to do is you got to hear. You have an ear to hear what I'm saying and what I'm doing. And then jump in and say it too. Cooperate with it. Say, yes, I am the head and not the tail. Yes, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, he who is rich became poor that I who is poor might be made rich in Christ Jesus. He'll meet all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And you say what he's saying and then you will find the manifest of heaven on earth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says God has gone up with a shout. The Lord with the sound of a trumpet. I'm telling you what, I'm releasing you to be Christian embassy ambassadors. And as ambassadors, you're all horn players. You got lips, those are your horns. And you got a vocal box, that is your sounding instrument. And you are to shout, shout victory, shout praise, shout thanksgiving. Don't be a quiet Christian, a closet Christian. Step out and change the atmosphere. I walk in the grocery store and I say, glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. I walk down the aisles. Blessings to you, Lord. And I'm saying, God, if there's anybody anywhere that I need to talk to, you show me. I'm not going to push myself on them. I've met people that push themselves on them. They've got bell, 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 bell. And clang, 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 clang. And I see them coming and I run, 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 run. I hide. Where can I get? Can I get behind a tree? I don't. There's a clanger. They're all bells. Got to have some fruit between those bells. You know what I'm talking about? To where someone says, Sir, I see something about you. I don't know. Do I know you from somewhere? There's just something about you I'm drawn to. You just look like you've just got so. I, I get this all the time. There just looks like such joy. There's just something about you. Who are you? Are you a, they ask me, are you a TV a celebrity? You want my signature? No, no. <laughs> I say, at 17 years old, I was a teenager, so sad that I wanted to die. But I met Jesus, and He's changed my life. And now I'm 52 years old, and He gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. They say, I want to know this Jesus. How can I know this Jesus? Or I've been going to church all my life, and I, I hadn't experienced that. Wow. Now they're ready to hear from rather than running to hide from me. Let us change the atmosphere with the sound. And if you're nasty at home, nasty with your spouse, nasty with your kids, nasty with your, with your parents, there's no pomegranate between the bells. You better have a rope tied around your ankle. Because if you were in the old days, you'd be dead and they'd be dragging you out. Because what God wants to do through you it's dead. It can't, it can't flow through that depth. So you got to get bell, right sound, coupled with the fruit, being living righteousness that God has called us to. Oh, I love you guys so much. I pray that this is something. I pray that God took the fumbling of my words and just somehow another miraculous. And I know He has. I know He has. He's miraculously given each of you a message to go into this week with. Hallelujah. 
So when you come up to me and say, you must have a camera in my house or you have my house bugged, I'm telling you what, I'm just a fumbling servant that's just being obedient to the sound and responding to the sound that I'm hearing. And, and God is taking all that. So He gets all the glory. and He gets all the honor. Amen. But let's take that truth and let's walk in it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for the sound that comes from heaven. Now, always, you're always speaking. You're always moving. You're always. And Lord God, let us just tap into and cooperate with your sound and say what you're saying. Lord God, I pray today that, that each and every one of us would believe in our heart because we know from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I just pray every one of us today would believe in our heart. Yes, Jesus, you are the Son of God. And you have been raised from the dead. You are alive. And I invite you to live in my heart and in my life. Just tell him, Jesus, I invite you to be the Lord of lords and the King of kings of my heart and my life. And if you believe that God has raised him from the dead, the Bible says then you can confess. That's how you sync up with the sound of heaven. Now when you say that Jesus Christ is Lord, the Bible says sozo, salvation, healing, deliverance, fullness, fullness comes to you. Hallelujah. So, Lord God, we believe in our heart, and we say with our mouth, Jesus, you are my Lord. Come on, let's say it. Jesus, you are my Lord. Come on, let's say it again. Jesus, you are my Lord. Lord, I pray that you hear each and every one as I know you do. And, Lord God, that you would respond accordingly, supernaturally. Hallelujah.